Wednesday. RawMikeRichards.com. Broadcasting live from the DKI Studios in downtown Toronto. 234 King Street East out of the Pacific Junction Hotel. Well, today is your early betting gift day. What do you mean betting gifts? They're all here. We're going to talk to uh, Victor Newman. Or rather, he'll talk to us. Also, the sexy... Sexy picks of gold sex, isn't it? Gold sex? I don't know. Some, yeah, yeah no, 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 that's right. Sexy picks of gold sex. You got it. The Dave Bastel foreplay. So it's all here. And yes, will hockey be bet on? Oh, yeah. Also, we have uh, the birthday celebration that we had missed with Russell Graham. So the cavalcade of gifts. A waterfall of fun. So true. That's uh, that's going to be coming your way. Also, uh, it's almost like that game show. Where is Willie? Where's Willie Nylander? I'm trying to think of who his agent is, but which one is it? Lewis Gross. Okay. Ah, Gross. Way to go, Lewis. You might want to, uh, <laughs> you got to protect your guy, I hope. You know, Dave, a lot of guys at this time when they have, you know, potential, they have some good feelings towards, you know, the, the team and the team towards them, that can end pretty quickly. Big and, time. And that can go south. These I mean, are I, these are stages of uh, negotiations that agents can lose jobs if something doesn't get worked out fast. I'm, I'm getting that bad feeling, too. I mean, you you know, obviously you, you want to get the best deal you want for, for uh, that you can for your client. But you gotta make sure your client plays, <laughs> and you gotta make you gotta make sure that it, it, it you know that chasm that's between teams. This is this is really dangerous to me because if I'm looking at Willie Nylander uh, or William Nylander, Bill, if if other teams were were to be interested in him, just how significant a pickup is he right now in his career? Because I think his upside still is still to come. But is it worth maybe some of the monies? Because I think they were they were at eight, and I think the the Leafs were what around six and change, six and a half. That's pretty big at this point. So if yeah, you, that's substantial. So if you have a bridge contract, I understand that, but that that means your client better have like the season of all seasons. And with this lineup, I guess it's conceivable. I still think Mitch Marner is going to be the one that's going to really benefit from all of this. I, I still do. I haven't changed my mind on that. But don't. What are other teams in in terms of their evaluation? What are they coming up with? Like, is is he going to change the future of your team? So, so is he a game changer upon him coming to your roster? And I guess it depends on the roster. Uh, so it's kind of hard depends. To say. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the roster. Like, if he sends, uh, if he if he goes to the Ottawa Senators, which he never would, uh, he might be their leading point producer. He'll, he'd be up there anyway. So, back to back sixty one point seasons, twenty two goals two seasons ago, twenty goals last season. Uh, I think his high-end potential is 30-goal season. 30-goal season in the NHL probably puts some top 25 in overall goal scoring because 30-goal players don't grow on trees. Uh, Is he worth uh, a major piece back? Yes. Is is he uh, or should he be dealt for a major piece back? Yes. Uh, I'm surprised the Leafs didn't deal him in the summer for a defenseman because I, I keep on repeating See, myself. That's a, that's a, you know what? That is solid. Yeah, that's I, solid thinking. I keep on repeating myself. 
They fixed everything except the defense. And the last time I checked, every single Stanley Cup winner outside of the scotch tape that the Penguins did a couple of years ago yeah, I don't know have that... a defensive core. Look, we're going to talk to Joe Bartnick today, and he'll, he'll have some feelings on that. But I don't know if that uh, duct tape philosophy would work twice no i don't think you get away with it no like and, i think it's a miracle that they did and you had some players that were playing over their heads like at the time ron hainsey who has a, has a stanley cup ring because of it had a really nice season for the penguins and and, and played really well when they picked him up to for that drive they never had chris letang that's their biggest piece as far as the defense itself but yeah they i think they caught lightning in a bottle that's why when we do our picks later I don't even have the Toronto Maple Leafs as winning the Atlantic Division. Wow, that's very controversial, Dave. Uh, if you're looking at uh, <laughs> Willie Nylander, so so what did they see in the guy in the first place? Here's what I think is I'm going to play two clips. Kind of interesting, especially if you're one of those coaches or those people that quote-unquote watch tape. It's not a phrase that's commonly used anymore, but guess what? Coaches know what I'm talking about. Here's Willie Nylander. This is, uh, this is the World Juniors. Mm. Get a load of this clip. 29 games for Braden Point. Jumping in, Nylander taken down. It might be a penalty shot, and it is. On four, he gets one little bounce break, and he is gone. He just exploded. Against Sweden, it's second goal. In comes Nylander on Comrie. Nylander scores! Backhand Ruth. So Nylander's got an assist. To on the power play, a, a post, and now a penalty shot goal as he freezes. Watch the move. Okay, so there, there's that. So if you're a scout and you're sitting there, and of course you, uh, he's property of the Maple Leafs at this point, so they're very excited. Then fast forward to Willie playing. This is overtime against Chicago. I think you know what's going to happen. Let's see what he does this time. Once again, property of the National Hockey League. Toronto 4-4 four and four in overtime this year. Chicago 5-5, five and five and right off the jump, Nylander came in, screaming it on goal. Penalty shot. With a chance to end it, and it is a penalty shot. Penalty shot. I of course, in my day, I can't believe this is a penalty shot, considering I, I get why it's called, because you have to call it. But, it. but in my day, I'm like, seriously? But watch, it is. Nylander goes forward, hits it to Matthews. His buddy puts it back to Nylander. Oh. Let's have a look. Here it is. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you're calling it, but oh, my God. And I would have given two minutes for slash. Yeah, that's that's really borderline. But what move does he do? Let's watch. Here comes Nylander. Can he do it? Yes, he can. It's hey, wait a minute. Hey, there. That's what I like to do. I pretend I'm going to one thing. That, that, by the way, that's a bang on impression. Yeah, I thought he was here. <laughs> so that is what they're missing. Hmm. Is it a distraction? I'd say no. Nope. If you're in those dressing rooms, it really it is not a distraction. <laughs> not at all. People think that sometimes when there's monetary issues amongst players in professional sports that some, some guys are kind of pissed off. They all do their own business, folks. And your business is your business. And honestly, it doesn't seep through the locker room, especially... No, if it was Austin Matthews, then maybe I might change my mind on that. Maybe it might be a little different from me. Because sometimes that leader, like by example, if there's an issue with that, like monetarily like that, I'm not saying, again, that it, it deflates the team, but it would be a distraction. I don't think this is a distraction. No, I don't think it is either. I think, yeah, back in the day it may have been. If this was like the 1970s, 1980s kind of thing, there would be like 
players in the dressing room going, hey, huh, what, what's up with that? Here's the Leafs schedule, and I'll, I'll, I'll play a little game. It's called, uh, it's called uh, Playoff Team. Are you playing a playoff team? So here's the Leafs schedule in October. I like this. Yeah, it's it's uh, an original uh, presentation. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> some exciting music. Oh, okay. Oh, of course gonna, it does that. I was going to say. God damn it, I hate you. I was going to say. Here we go. Uh, Russell Graham music would be good, too. Here we go. Okay, start off with the Montreal Canadiens. No playoff team. Ottawa Senators. Meh. At Chicago. Meh. Dallas. Maybe. Detroit, meh. Washington, yes. LA, maybe. Maybe. Pittsburgh, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's what October looks like. They're not playing a lot of strong, solid teams. <laughs> and this team, this team, after six or seven games, could be five and one. Well, I had this conversation last night with my neighbor, Ken. And he goes, how do you think it's going to play out? I said, number one. Uh, if do I think they have the potential of going to a conference final? That potential, absolutely. You start talking different things like Stanley Cup. Let's put it this way: with this young group of players as talented as they are, talk to me in those. You know the, that that stretch between the end of or the middle of January mm-hmm. into February before you get to March. That's where all of a sudden the honeymoon and the romance of a quick start, which. We talked about last night. Said, yeah, they're going to get that. The people are going to be throwing confetti and planning parades. But when they get into the nastiness of like January the fifteenth, well, on a Tuesday night when they go down to Columbus, the sexiness is going to wear off a little bit. The the reality of guys who have been there before kind of sink in a little bit. And I think also, you know, the Leafs should be happy they're not in the West <laughs> because. If you have to insinuate them into that meanness and you see in the top five in the West, oh, yeah. I don't think you're necessarily thinking you're, I don't know. Look, can, again, the potential of them having a tremendous season, absolutely a reality. But do I believe they're going to go to a Stanley Cup final or win it? No. I still think it's next year. Because you got to show me what you're going to do on the back end and they still haven't done anything to me right. that says, oh, okay, if once they get a lead, they can shut you down. Do I think the Leafs can shut people down? Well, number one, the season hasn't started yet, so we'll, we'll, we'll find out pretty soon. But again, getting into the Januarys, the Februarys, early March, do I think this is the team that have Seabrook-like guys or or, or, or defenses that, that, that literally, once they get a lead because they can score whenever they want, can shut you down? I just don't see that personnel on the blue line. I just don't see it. Nope, not yet. And hopefully they tinker with this lineup throughout the season. Maybe Nylander is given out for a defenseman back who knows right do we want to get into our predictions right now or before we uh well, no we've got uh we've I, got I uh, bartnick's coming up in about nine minutes yes. time but okay but first we have to do something mm, very me. very exciting oh geez now unfortunately because of travel and you know how much time we have uh and we, me forgetting about it and we have missed yep but ladies and gentlemen mm, tell me it's time for the Russell Graham birthday celebration. All right. Yes. 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 Oh, I love it. Courtesy of Raw Mike Richards and Blade Tape. No, <laughs> Blade they, tape no, they, no, they didn't do anything. So, Russell Graham, <laughs> come on down. It's your birthday. Oh, there right. we go. Let's let's start off with the Here birthday. We go. Tremendous uh, birthday celebrations. And uh, let's start with gift. Number one, and remember, of course, this is televised. I know people are 
listening are very excited. He's reaching into a brown paper bag. Okay. No, it is not booze. No, it's not. But he is. This uh, is probably better than booze. For it a probably Russell could Brown. be pulling out. Oh my And it's a like, Toronto Maple oh, Leaf Donut. Smokes. This is tremendous. Courtesy of Tim Hortons. Tim oh. Hortons, we've got your Thank bits. You. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Also, <laughs> Dave. Uh, and this over to him. Okay. He can't believe that the, the gifts are continuing. And so, so I know you're going to the game. So this is going to be kind of awkward in front of your dad. But this is uh, Leafs cream for the first period. Leafs lotion and Leafs lotion for the second period. And Leafs lotion second period oh. lotion rub. <laughs> Thank you. Rub yourself to you. Thank you. So hopefully come I all over your father. <laughs> I- so, Sorry for the last one. So Take two. Hopefully, hopefully they have a strong lead in the first 40 minutes because we don't have any third period cream. And yes, here's yet another gift. Oh, gift okay. number three. Gift number three. Here we go. I couldn't Your imagine, final prize on. Imagine what this is. The price is right. It's wow, another no. Maple Leaf donut. <laughs> Holy smoke. Oh, that's that is congratulations. Wow. Thank you. This is better. What? This is better than the original birthday, yeah. which was what a month ago. <laughs> Yeah. Week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay, a week ago. Very good. He's going to the game tonight, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah, can you say thank you? I mean, fuck. I, I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> we all. I mean, we went. We okay, all cut the, the music. Yeah, okay. Go sit that's back right. down. That's right. No music now. <laughs> Ungrateful. <laughs> Kids these days. Kids these days. The legendary uh, Joe Barton are coming up in uh, just moments. Love Got a lot, a lot of comments about the uh, back uh, backyard wrestling. Hmm. And uh, Alex Marvez, the legendary Alex Marvez. Ah, yes. We're still waiting, though. We, he, he said, yeah, he wrote about it like 15 years ago when the quote-unquote genre was really, he was really, really Show off. Hot back Writing then. books about backyard race yeah. wrestling, yeah. eh? Hot yeah. dog. I guess not a busy day. So uh, <laughs> we, uh, we had fun with that thing yesterday. But there is something, after I'd been to Ufa, Russia, I recognize <laughs> culturally in Russia, there is this, <coughs> they're different people. They're a, they're a hearty people. They're a... They're a rugged people, and they're people that they don't really maybe, upon drinking a lot of vodka, mm. think it all the way through. No, that's fair, yeah. So here, they the big thing for them over there, and they tried to get me to do it, is that polar bear. Yeah. The polar bear thing, where you jump into the, the freezing water, yeah. and uh, all of a sudden, it's it, uh, you're, you're invigorated. It's called the uh, stupidity swim. Well, it, it's, yeah, or your last yeah. swim, because, <laughs> and, and it's a real, you know, it's the virility, you know, if you're a viral, you know, sort of man, a virile man, and here's an example of, Maybe not not to do it. This guy's very confident, you know, got, got a lot of the, the Putin going on in him. Oh, sure he does. Here's a Russian fun by by the poolside, mm. number one. Okay. Motherfucker, fuck the fucking world and my new band what is saying? called Siskill. Here we go. Oh, oh my. <laughs> uh, Russian Levine in the background? Or yeah. what? <laughs> How about that? All right, there's uh, Russian mistake number one. Yeah. And now, courtesy of our good friend Dana White, who uh, has been on our show from time to time. Yes, he has. And he was sent this again to prove the Russian masculinity is uh, r- attempt number two to jump in a pool, apparently very difficult in Russia. Oh, He's on top of a pool. Here it comes. Oh. 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 <laughs> Look at how brutal that was. This is so, <laughs> this is so terrible. We'll need someone to translate what exactly he's babbling on about. 
So he's on top of the pool. Uh, he likes Dynamo Kiev to win by two or more goals. Actually, I got some soccer today. So. Here we go. He's going to jump. He hits the ease trough and goes right to the concrete. Oh. So His face is stopped by the concrete. That's the momentum is stopped face first. I just... <laughs> what is going on in their lives where they want to... Well, they want to do this. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, so we'll talk to uh, our good friend Joe Bartnick from the Puck Off podcast. Yep. He also, of course, travels, stand up, uh, does a lot of acts with, uh, or, or, or gigs with Bill Burr. Mm. They were just out in Las Vegas not, not that long ago. But I do want to squeeze in something that I had not seen before. You know, with Baker Mayfield doing what he's doing, mm. which is, really, he looks as good as he did in college, and I was not expecting that. ESPN did a piece on Johnny Manziel, okay, writing to Baker Mayfield publicly. So they they film this, Mm. and he has an open letter, if you want to put it that way, to Baker Mayfield. Sort of strange when you consider the circumstance that Johnny Manziel currently finds himself in. This was a really cool piece, but it still shows you, as much as we never talk about the NFL and Johnny Manziel... Why then is ESPN still doing pieces on him? He's still a commodity. He's still of interest in the sort of American collective when it comes to football. Here, courtesy of ESPN, is an open letter from Johnny Football to Baker Mayfield. Dear Baker, if there's one thing you already know, one thing everybody already knows, you and I are not the same person. No matter how many people tried to compare us, even before the same team drafted us, we know we are never fully defined by the way we play. The Manziel Show, alive and well. Baker Mayfield does it! Or the uniform we wear. What I do know is this, life's experiences are the best teachers. Through all the good days you'll encounter over your career there, you will undoubtedly face some tough ones as well. The Browns have released Johnny Manziel, a first rounder in 2014. Through all the good and all the bad, stay close to your family and more so, never stop being you. I'm very blunt and to the point, and so sometimes that shocks people and it comes off as rude, but I'd rather be honest than to be two-faced. What a run by Baker Mayfield. That's what's taking you from a walk-on. Touchdown, Baker Mayfield. To a Heisman Trophy. This year's Heisman Trophy winner is Baker Mayfield of the University of Oklahoma. To the first pick in the NFL Draft. Beyond all that, Baker, I simply want to wish you all of the success that you deserve. I hope you don't take a single day or a single snap for granted. I hope you own the moment and give the Browns fans every bit of long-awaited happiness they deserve. Your friend, Johnny Manziel. That is so interesting. I did that was on uh, NFL Countdown. And so uh, very, very uh, heartfelt, I thought. Yeah, very. 
Hard to do those pieces, too. Oh, hello? Uh, here is the new theme song for Joe Bartnick as we go live on rawmikerichards.com. <laughs> what do you think? Too much? Is it too much? Yeah, I, it, it was, was that Jesus Christ Superstar? Absolutely it was. You know it is. You know that's what you play. Oh. When you go on stage, you know that's exactly what you play. <laughs> Why is he pretending well, not to that... know it? <laughs> oh, beauties. And hey, look where we are right now. We're all excited. and We're dropping the puck for real. The stuff is going off. Of course, in Toronto, they're already planning the parade route. And uh, I got to be honest, we just went through the first month of the schedule for the Maple Leafs. How many playoff teams did we say they're playing? One? Two? Yeah, maybe two. One, yep. maybe two. So they're going to get off to a good October. And look, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about it. I guess the question is, if you're not from Toronto, how do you see the East playing out, including teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins? I think there's I think there's five teams in the East with a legitimate claim to win the Stanley Cup. To win it. To actually win it. Not just get to just to get there. You're saying to win it. Yes, well, okay. I, I think when you get there, you're obviously you're going to have a hot goaltender, so anything can happen. I mean, look at Flower. He just slowed down in, in, against Washington. Or, I mean, you know, Vegas beat Winnipeg, which I thought was the best team in hockey. I'm not just saying that because I love Dave. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, a hot goaltender can stop anybody. So, you, I, mean, I mean, look at Boston. I mean, I think they're the fifth-best team in the East. Something breaks right, and they maybe get one more winger at the deadline. They are right there. Well, what about Tampa Bay? Because I watched them last year in the playoffs, and there was just something about them that said, uh, you know, they're close, but but they're not certainly. I, I don't see them as the best team in the East. They obviously have a lot of weapons. Uh, you know, the goaltending, I don't know necessarily if I'm still thinking that it's a, it's a top five. I think you need one of those guys to win. Where do you put the, the Lightning? I think Tampa may have on paper the best roster, but something never seems to click among the top right. Top and ton on that team. As far as Stamkos and or Kucherov never seem to have it all going together at the same time. Like you always have to have your very best players playing at their very best when it means something. We're in conversation with Joe Bartnick. He is uh, one of the co-hosts of the Puck Off, Puck Off podcast, my favorite hockey podcast. Be sure to check that out. Uh, let's take a look at the Eastern Conference for a second. So Atlantic Division, I have Tampa, Toronto, Boston. Metro, I have Pittsburgh, Washington, Philly. Is, those are my top threes. I have Columbus sneaking in one of the wild cards. And the other wild card I have is the Buffalo Sabres. I, I, now, I'm not fully convinced of this, but I am throwing them in as if everything works out properly. If Carter Hutton turns out to be the starter that I think he's been doing you know with the Nashville Predators and last year with the St. Louis Blues where he kind of stole the net for a couple of months I think the Buffalo Sabres could be there what do you have that that matches up differently than I have with the Eastern Conference well I was all I was all in on the New Jersey Devils but now I see that Corey Schneider has a bad hip so we're relying on Ruben Kincaid to drive the bus <laughs> that scares me a little bit I like I like the Florida Panthers. I know Bobby Lou's getting a little bit older, but they, I just think they they have so much offensive talent. They have a decent blue line. I'm not. I, I like I like the Sabres. I mean I mean I think Hutton is such a huge 
upgrade over Robin Lerner. I mean, Lerner was absolutely horrible. So, and then, you know, in the, the young kid, Dolan, he's going to do what Jack Eichel never could do, and that's get the Sabres out of the basement. So I, I, I just like Florida being the fourth team. And in the Metro, I, I was, I'm not a Columbus guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get sick right now and vomit and say probably will be Philly. You know, I mean, if Philly was playing on PlayStation, they'd be an amazing team because you could just play the top six forwards, the same two defensemen, and then the computer plays goaltender. <laughs> what is it with Philadelphia where, where goalies just seem to go to not do well? Or die. Yeah, I yep. was, was going to say that, but... <laughs> I think one of them did, so I got <laughs> no. to bypass that one. Well, there's an I, early I, I, 80s I, I, reference. I was going to say, uh, you know, uh, or, uh, or not that long ago in Hamilton Harbor. That's that's what I was kind of uh, thinking. You know, okay. Like, okay. You know what I mean? It, but it it seems like Philly's just like this this wasteland of goaltending. Why? Why? Why is it that way? You know, I, I have no I, I have no idea, but I really don't even want to analyze it because I'm just so happy that, that that's what happened. <laughs> it's just a miracle. Because just think if they would ever get goaltending, how awful it would be. Oh, man. Uh, Western Conference, Joe, uh, I know we agree on a couple of these things with Winnipeg, Nashville, St. Louis. Uh, on the other side, a lot of people have the Sharks. I'm in that boat as well. I have Vegas. And I have the Calgary Flames sneaking in in the number three spot. I, I just don't know about the health of the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, I don't know about the age and the slowness of the Los Angeles Kings. And my two wild card teams are the Colorado Avalanche, if they could get proper goaltending. They do have one of the best young players in the NHL, probably a heart candidate, Nathan McKinnon. And I think the Dallas Stars might sneak in there as well. Uh, yeah, out, out, out west, you know, I obviously Sharks in Vegas. I kind of like Vegas a little bit more than the Sharks, only because I think they, as much as you have to love the fact that Erickson is now a Shark, and they're going to have either – Either Burns or Erickson on the ice for you know four fifths of the whole game, which I think is amazing. I just love what Vegas did. I just think having Pacioretty is an upgrade over James Neal in a lot of departments, and then you add Paul Stastny. I just think that was an amazing acquisition. And I'm a little turned off by Schmidt losing 20 games, but that's okay because Flower missed the first 20 games last year. So I, I just kind of like Vegas. Vegas has pushed my think I wouldn't want to play San Jose in the playoffs, that, that's for sure. And then I like the Kings. It sounds like a homer pick, but I just look at that roster, and actually the, commun the communist looks okay. I was down on the communist, but he looks, you know, he looks like he didn't really play hard for the last five years, so he has a little something in the tank. Yeah, I uh, And I like – and I like Quickie. But I'll tell you, don't sleep on the Ducks. Those injuries are like a blessing. Because I've been watching a lot of these preseason games, and I know it's the preseason. But they got they, they got some guys that can play. They got they, they, they have, uh, you know, uh, this, this kid, Max Comtois. He's like 6'2", like 210, 225. I mean, he looks like Corey Perry did 15 years ago. Mm. Well, uh, I'm sitting here looking at uh, the gambling numbers because that's kind of what we do. <laughs> And do you like to play? Are you, do you do you gamble at all? Do you uh, do you throw some money on games? I I do. Yes, I do. Yes, of course you do. We know you do. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at uh, you know some of the games even tonight and uh, what we call the puck line. So that's winning by two goals. I'm thinking uh, if I'm looking at tonight's game, I love the Leafs. 
Uh, so minus one and a half for the puck line. I, the Montreal Canadiens, boy, what, what a miserable season this is going to be. And, and seriously, if they think they're going to hang on to Carey Price uh, for, for a, a period of time and not get something back for him, because after he faces 40 and 50 shots or whatever it's going to be, they better unload him. But tonight, I think the Leafs, they're going to be so jacked up, I think minus one and a half is a good gambling number. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, but what's Nylander, I mean, I think the biggest question in Toronto is what's Nylander going to do? You know, yes. I'm thinking maybe he, I mean, I mean, I think he might come to, I think a thing would be maybe come to the Ducks because the Ducks have four top four defensemen. But then I think about the Ducks. Do they really want to give away maybe the strength of their team for Nylander? Then you think, well, maybe the Kings. I mean, but what would, would Toronto take like a Muzzin or Alec Martinez? And then maybe a, maybe a, a younger young forward. I mean, what do what? Excuse me. What does Toronto want for Nylander? Defenseman, yeah. definitely a defenseman. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. But I mean, I mean, like how how big of a defense? I mean, like how, like a superstar defenseman or a, you know a, a couple defensemen? I think they need two defensemen personally. Yeah. I just think Nylander's not going to get the money that he wants and or deserves. There's just only so much pie. Yeah, well, in Toronto. Yeah, well, that, that's what we're saying, too. You know, they're going to find themselves in a situation that's not that dissimilar to what Chicago went through when they had all the players and they had all that money and they had to literally dump guys to keep that thing going. And for the Leafs, uh, if you're looking, we talked earlier on the show, what exactly do you think other teams are willing to cough up for Willie Nylander at this point in his career, which the upside probably still down the road, but in terms of the money that he wants, if, if he's looking at $8 million and the Leafs are cop, uh, you know, talking about six, six and a half in, in that area somewhere, I just don't know if you get the return necessarily. But at some point, I think they're going to have to talk to somebody because it's it will get to the point where I think even in terms of, uh, of being the agent, you know, representing that client, you may not be doing your client a whole bunch of favors. You've got to be careful with that. Oh, absolutely. And I also think that Toronto has to figure out who is really worth all that money because they're talking about Marner like it's a big three. I don't see it that way because then who is going to play defense? I mean, Chicago at least gave Duncan Keith some money. Yep. And Seabrook way too much money. And they had and they had to go, you know, and Corey Crawford some money. And then the Penguins, you know, if you look at the other team that had the dynasty, you know, I mean, they gave Latang some money. I know I have mixed reviews. But it was Sid and Gino. It wasn't four guys they gave a bunch of money to. It was two guys. And they kind of took hometown discounts. I didn't see, you know, I did not see – uh, Tavares' hometown discount right there. And I don't think Matthews is going to give him a hometown discount. And I haven't seen – I don't think Martyr is a $10 million guy. And, that, and, that, and, and I think they, he thinks he is. And then who's playing defense? I wouldn't give Gardner that. I wouldn't give Gardner $8 million or $7 million or $6 million. So true. So true. Hey, Joe, who the, who's the worst team in hockey right now? Well, I, I mean, it has to be the, the Ottawa Senators. I, I have them ranked 31st on my power pool. I said that they wouldn't even be on top of an AHL power pool. Correct. Correct. Okay. I just wanted to know if we were on the same page. See, that's I- interesting, too, that you'd use the term power pool and then have a team that's like 31st because I think power pool <laughs> should only apply to like the top 10 guys. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, 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 think, I think it's funny that – yeah, actually, like maybe two of the, you know, I mean, I, I always, I'm always scared of Toronto because of the defense, but obviously with Matt, with Matthews and Tavares, they're insane. But it, it, between Winnipeg and Toronto, I mean, two of the five best teams in the NHL, and then literally the three worst teams in the NHL are also Canadians. 
Calder Trophy. I have a I have a long shot because everybody's on the Rasmus Dahlin uh, camp. Do you have a Do you have a Calder Trophy winner right now? I'll tell you mine in one minute. I, I think it's going to be Rasmus Dahlin because he's going to get all the hype and they're just begging for someone to do anything in Buffalo. And he, and he, and he does look good. So I, I think it's going to be him. You know, I mean, the league wants, the league wants nice stories out of Buffalo once. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like the league is, it's like the league is giving stories about the mascot in Philly. It looks like Claude Giroux had a love child with, with Scotty Hartnell in that dish rag of a mascot they got. So they make it like, oh, my God. Look, they show him at the Children's Hospital. Like, that's amazing. I mean, it's like you can run that story any day of the year, two days before camp. It's like all over NHL.com. Oh, like, I ridiculous. know. I know. They promoted it like it was a, it was a 10-year deal worth $100 million to some superstar we've never heard of. I'm, I'm absolutely sick of gritty or whatever the hell he's called. I'm just amazed that 2018, 2019, we still think mascots are fun. I think the fun, the fun factor on a mascot ran out in about 1957. You know, like, yeah, the kids. I think I, I, th- I, I think when jacks were fun, I think that's when uh, <laughs> mascots were. That's right. Going back to Calder, I I've circled Ryan Donato, Boston Bruins. I I think he might have an opportunity to play top six minutes on a very good team, and if the guy could put together 50 or 60 points. He'll he'll threaten. He might be part of that Calder conversation when they have the ballots and the three names are on it. That's just somebody I'm looking out for uh, entering the season. I, I, I think I think that's a great call, but I just think it's Darlene's to lose. You know, I'll tell you who looked good it is a Skyler McKenzie. He's, he's going to be the uh, Jake Gensel of the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, that would be outstanding if that actually comes through. I uh, <laughs> I'm crossing my fingers he, on that. I, 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 how did he not make the team? Oh, it's a pretty decent team. You saw that. But also, you know how it works with some of these teams. You you keep players that aren't necessarily better because you don't want to lose them. And, yes, I'm looking at you, Marco Dano. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the situation with Winnipeg, right? Oh, yeah, I'm just throwing a little fun. But I, it's funny because I do get enamored because I think I'm the only person that watches, you know, five preseason games a day that <laughs> I get enamored with these guys and all of a sudden they're gone. That's, you know, why, you never that's, see why, that's why we love you and that's why you're our favorite guest and that's why I booked you like a month ago for opening night and uh, and and because this is this is this is a Canadian holiday. I, I know I know you know you're you're one of those Americans that actually love it just as much as us. But up here, Joe, you would fit right in, brother. Oh, I, I would between the crowd royal and the hockey. I mean, you guys are my people. I, I'll say that, that if, if I could ask you a question, you know, there seems to be a downplaying of Sid and Gino in the boys. Now, I understand Matt Murray has to be healthy. But are you trying to tell me that they're not one of the teams with a real shot? At the, I mean, and I know I I, mean, I I love Jack John, but this this Rinkalai kid looks amazing. Uh, you know, I just think that we're loaded, and I think that Sid and Gino are motivated. I know they're always motivated, but I think the Penguins have a real shot. What do you guys think? Well, I think they're one of the teams that when people, you know, here in uh, in Toronto get all excited about their chances, it's like they've completely bypassed. <laughs> a team that has been dominant for the last decade with some of the best players in the world on it. And all of a sudden, you know, they've got a goaltender who, you know, isn't the overnight sensation that people sort of played it out to be. This is, this has been, you know, years in the making for the overnight sensation They're To me, they're, they're towards the top. And if, and if I'm looking at the Leafs right now, I get into a playoff series, 
I mean, do I really believe that that young guys can go out? I said for the Leafs, I don't believe it's this this year. I think it's next year. But if I'm looking at teams from the East, yeah, I'm probably looking at Pittsburgh. I I do. I like the Penguins as well, Joe. I have them win the Metropolitan Division. I like their. I, I not only like their top six, I like their top nine. And one player, and you know this player very well, but I love the return of Matt Cullen. I, I think I think this guy was one of the missing pieces last year, even though he is a definition of a role player. I also look at guys like Ole Mata to take that next step because he's been in the league for a couple of years. Young defensemen take a little more time than than uh, than a forward would, and it's starting to get to the point where this guy should be starting to break through even more than he has been. He's had a he's had some problems in the past where he's fought off uh, you know uh, a critical disease and so forth, but now I look at him and I look at him taking a major step forward that's why i like the penguins matt murray has to stay healthy and i think this team is the best in the metropolitan uh thank you you know i what's funny is that only actually had a really solid year last year he just kind of a little under you know he's he he, he, he never gets the kind of the press that he should because he really he really had this all year and i know he's one of my guys but you know he's really so he he has the problem of like not being schultzy you know, it was, it was, he's just kind of a steady guy that's never really in the wrong place. And because he's steady, he always seems to get the outlying partner where it's like, okay, well, we'll, we'll put him with Alexiak. We don't want Alexiak to have too much, too, uh, you know, too much time. Or he'll get Ruedel. You know, he, he, he never seems to have, like, you know, he's never in a top four pairing only because he, that, that's who his partner is because he's a steady, safe guy. But I, I, think, I do think Colin was a huge, a huge get. And uh, you know, and we, you know, I'm thinking here about Broussard. Well, is Broussard going to be happy? I, you know, I, I, I want to see is Sid and Gino going to get a Stanley Cup? If Broussard isn't happy, he can go to 31 other teams and play. He, he, he can go to Ottawa. He can go back to Ottawa <laughs> and see how happy he is. It's like Ronnie Francis. Ronnie Francis comes to town. They go, you know, Ronnie, you're going to be the second line center. Oh, okay, because there's Mario. Who the frig is Derek Broussard to come into Pittsburgh and say, I don't like playing third line center. Oh, I I don't know. We have two Hall of Famers in the one and two hole. Give me a break. I, I'm sick of hearing about Derek Broussard. Oh, what's Derek Broussard thinking about? Going, okay, I was going to see Derek Broussard in the press box. I don't care if he's going to complain. He can enjoy, he can enjoy the popcorn. Hey, and also tell you, I've never heard the word happiness in Ottawa in the same sentence in this country ever. Ever. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh! Uh, every time I'm there, I'm happy. Like, you guys go on the crowd roll and say, "Give, give, give beautiful women in Ottawa too." I got to say, right along the lake or the pond or whatever that waterway is. I, I never could figure out what that was, but it was nice. It was. It wasn't like polluted like everything in America. No. It was all clean. The Rideau Canal. That's yeah. that's their big thing there. But I also think it's sad that just a little a river is your big thing. Like, I mean, sorry, I just <laughs> believe that you should have something else going for you, but it's uh, that it is Ottawa. Uh, right, what are your uh, plans, by the way, stand-up-wise? Uh, I see you've been playing a lot. You played with uh, you and your buddy Bill Burr were out there a little while ago. What's what's going on for you? Yeah, I, I did I did the forum on Friday night. Wow. Really? Yeah, I mean, I did. I mean, Bill Burr sold, 20, sold it out, sold 20,000 tickets, uh, you know, and then I played with him. <laughs> but I, That's okay. It, it was, Still. Cool. Yeah, it was amazing. Have it, they, was, it was the most amazing night ever. Have they? What have they done with that building? Because obviously they don't use it for any of the sporting teams anymore. And I've heard they've kind of retrofitted it. What can you tell us about the fabulous form and, and basically one of the awesome hockey arenas that I, I loved watching when I was growing up? 
They totally redid it. I, I think the people that own Madison Square Garden Company, they totally refurbished it. In the set, so they only really have con- they only have concerts there now. Okay, and it's the sound is ridiculous. Like I mean, I was I played, and like the screens were even. With the screens looked amazing. Even I looked good, uh, and the sound was <laughs> perfect. The, me and Bill were like, this sound was perfect. Like you didn't have to wait a second. There was no delay in the stand up. It was perfect synchronicity with what we were saying and what was on the screen. Oh, that's... And I've, I've and I've been lucky enough to do a lot of uh, great shows with some epic comedians, and I've been in a lot of backstage areas. The backstage at the Forum was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I could see how AC. I mean, AC Green could have got laid in that green room, <laughs> and probably did. I'm just, I'm just, I'm hey, uh, Joey, thanks so much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure. We're at the start of the season. Great to have you on, as always. You take care of my brother, and we'll talk to you real soon. Oh, absolutely. I'm coming back east, and uh, let's get together, oh, and yeah. uh, we'll, 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 we'll make it happen. You guys are the best. Anytime you need me to talk hockey, you know I'm always there. Oh, you're the best. Thanks you a lot, Joe. All right, take care. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. That is uh, the one only Joe Bartnick, uh, obviously a stand-up. I'm playing the forum, the old forum. That's cool. 20,000 people with Bill Burr, his buddy Bill Burr. And then, of yep. course, uh, his uh, podcast is called Puck Off. You're watching Raw Mike Richards either on the dedicated YouTube channel, of course, or right on the uh, uh, website itself. Uh, we're going to get some of our picks. So we've got uh, we've got Victor Newman coming up. We've got uh, the Golden uh, Sex picks. We've got Dave's uh, foreplay. But before we get to it, just to get us sort of in the football mood, this is kind of interesting. This goes back, and I just want to show you the, the difference – in how the game is called. Not that they didn't call this a penalty at the time, but it's just the mentality of someone even doing this now. You wouldn't even... It'd be very rare that you see a penalty that even looks like this. This goes back to 1997. This is the Bombers hmm. and the Lions. So this is the the, the year where Damon Allen's the quarterback for, uh, for the BC Lions. Okay. And a bit of a brawl. I think this might have been the first game of the season. I'm not sure. But this goes back to 97. Get a load of... I've heard of a late hit, but then there's kind of a late, late hit that they tend not to do that much anymore because you get fined. Why? This was late in the game. Damon Allen took a shot. Definitely a late hit by free safety Robert Davis of the Bombers. Okay, but you have to look at it again. They'll, they'll, they'll play it again. And then the fighting starts too. Take another look at it. Allen down. The Lions have already lost this game and Robert Davis for good measure, giving him a solid pop. And then you can see the frustrations. Louis Pasaglia would even get involved a little bit and challenging Davis later yeah, on to <laughs> settle this thing, but no. You take that back. Between these two teams, and this was in the dying moments. This is after the game. Adam uh, Rita here we looking go. for Jeff Reinbold to make his point, and finally he finds him. And look at this. Gives him the shove. Reinbold seems a bit surprised Reinbold by it all. On. Carter gets involved, and then he's soon thrown. And afterwards, Reinbold talked about it and said he didn't know exactly what Adam Rita's problem was with all this. Apparently, Adam Adam thought Robert Davis took a shot at his guy, and he comes over and pushes me. But, you know, again, that just says an awful lot. I don't have to say anything. His actions spoke louder than anything I could ever say. Doesn't spoil the victory? No, not at all. Now, he can't. Nobody can take this. Nobody can spoil this because, I mean, hey, it's his trip, not mine, you know. So he's got to live with himself. That's a little classic CFL. Oh, I, rem- I totally remember that. You do? You probably at the game. I <laughs> no, I wasn't. Nope, nope. I wasn't at that game, but I do remember because Adam Rita did do that. Sh- that that went on in Winnipeg for at least two days, just talking about 
you know, what uh, what happens the next time the Lions are in town or what time, you know, the two. Because you got to remember, Jeff Reinbold, um, well, he had some lousy, lousy bomber teams. If you look at the two, uh, two years, two plus years he was there, uh, they were two non-playoff teams. Uh, he had garbage at quarterback. He trusted too many people that he thought were good. Uh, he was maybe one of the best uh, interviewers. Uh, I wasn't working at that time. I was still, you know, getting into the business or about to get into the business, uh, the hope of it. But when he, like, I still remember Jeff Reinbold's opening uh, press conference. He arrived on a Harley Davidson. And they thought, okay, this is a lot different than Cal Murphy and those years. And, and, and wow, look look at the change. <laughs> Of, of who is actually the head coach of the Bombers. And I, I'm a fan of Jeff Reinbold. He just couldn't coach worse shit. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's... And his assistant, he's always, you know, special teams oh, and stuff. Oh, he's great. He's, yeah, very, been Still very in the league, by and, the way. And he's taught, or I taught, well, I guess to a degree taught, but he's coached in, I think, every league at mm-hmm. every level of football I can think of. Yep. Including Europe. Lives in Hawaii, by the way. Yeah. So it doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. I think Victor Newman uh, might be coming here at some point. I know uh, we haven't uh, done some picks in a while. I know he'd like to. Uh, okay, well, let's bring you know, him in because the we... uh, the uh, limousine is actually pulling up. So oh. there's not too many uh, limousines on, on this side of King Street East. Uh, just just got to be, you know, fair with you. This, this isn't a very good side of King compared to the West. Let's bring him in right now. It's Mr. Victor Newman. Good morning, Victor. You talk a lot, Dave. Yeah, I do. I, I think you might be nervous because you see today I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> Adidas. It, it must be a little cold outside. Normally I am, I look fuller than what I do. You know what I'm talking about. I, 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 you know I, yeah, yeah. Let's get to some picks. Right now, the Champions League. It's going on today. You want to make this pick as soon as you can. Atletico Madrid is going to play Club Bruges. That's right, Bruges. Where are you coming up with these names? Well... At a 189, it's called Winning Dave. That's where I come up with those. You're going to take that? That's called the Asian Handicap, and it's not a slant, all right? I didn't mean to say that either. No. These are terrible things that I'm saying. A 1.89 is what you're going to do. Also, Napoli and Liverpool. These teams like to score, and they're both going to do it. So take over 2.5. It pays a 1.73. In the CFL, the Calgary Stampeders play the Montreal Alouettes. At minus 12.5, that's a damn gift. And that's for you in Canada. Happy Thanksgiving. Because mm. it's uh, Thanksgiving, even though it's the wrong weekend and the wrong month. <laughs> Moving to ice hockey. Nobody calls it that. The Toronto Maple Leafs are going to crush Montreal at minus one and a half. It's paying a 205. So you double your money on a team that's going to double their fun tonight. And for Montreal, c'est dommage. That's damn French, all right? For two bad. That's good. Did you know that, Russell? Russell, put that cream down. The Cincinnati Bengals at Miami is minus six and a half. That's a damn good number. That number's going to go probably over seven by the time kickoff. Take the Bengals at minus six and a half. And finally in college football, Thursday night football, Troy against Georgia State. That's an easy one. Minus 15 and a half. They cover that no problem. And finally, Syracuse plays Pittsburgh. They lost a tough one in Clemson last week. Should have won, but they covered the twas, plus 25 and a half this week. Minus three and a half, that's a win. If you look at that combination, seven games, it is 87 times your money. Woo. I'm Victor Newman. You got that? Make these picks, and you'll be a goddamn winner. Dave. 
Mr. Victor Newman joins us uh, most uh, Wednesday, Thursdays here on Raw Mike Richards, and he has some uh, pretty good picks this week, Mike Richards. Yeah, it used to be Fridays, and then all of a sudden. Yeah, then we uh, stopped working uh, on Fridays. And then so, uh, stopped what? working on Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah. Stopped working on lot, Wednesdays. A lot of pressure. Hey, we're here, though. A lot we're of pressure. Here. And so is Dave Bastles, and we haven't, uh, have we done this, uh, we tried it last week or something. So this is the Dave Bastel foreplay complete yes. with intro and video. It's Friday, and you know what that means. Wednesday. A little foreplay with Dave Bastel. He's going to give you some foreplay you won't forget. Brought to you by Sports Interaction Canada's online Sports book. Give it something to me, big sexy. Thank you so much, Mike Luck. Uh, four NFL games for your foreplay coming up. I know it's a Wednesday, but there's some numbers that will be rising. And the first one, the Los Angeles Rams in Seattle. It's the Rams minus seven points. Seems like an ugly number. It is an ugly number. Last time the Rams were there, by the way, 42 to 7. I'm not saying they're going to win by 35 points, but I bet you they win by double digits. Take the Rams minus the points. Vikings in Philadelphia, a rematch of last year's conference final. Both of these teams, when you look at it, 1-2-1 one, and one for the Vikings, 2-2 two and two for the Eagles. Not really played that well through for the first month of the season. I like the Vikings plus the points because of the revenge factor. They keep it close. I'll take the three points and the visiting Vikings. I like the Lions to pull the upset at home to the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers still isn't 100%. It's in Detroit, and you get the single point with the Lions. Also, the Steelers are home to the Falcons. Something has to happen with the Steelers. I think they're much better than what they are. The Steelers are a much better team at home. Atlanta doesn't play well on the road. It's only three points. I like the Steelers to win against the Atlanta Falcons. Wow, we're really uh, we're rolling because not only do you get the uh, Dave Bastel foreplay, also Victor Newman, but of course, as you know, the uh, the sexy picks of gold sex. Yes. I don't know if we've done that this year. We no. haven't done it this year. Well, this will be a very quick one. But still money nonetheless. And now it's time for Mike Richards' sexy picks of gold sex. I love gold. Brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's online sports book. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that picture. That's a good picture. Yeah, Barbie Benton. Okay, so I'm taking Victor's the uh, the Napoli. And Liverpool game. That's today. Over two and a half. That's in the bank. That game's probably going to be like at least 2-2. Two, two. Uh, stamps I like. Minus 12 and a half. No problem with Montreal. I love the Leafs tonight. Minus one and a half. The Bengals I'm taking at minus six and a half. You heard in college football. So the Thursday night game is Troy. It's minus 15. Taking that. They'll, they'll run the hell out of Georgia. And also Syracuse minus three and a half. Here's the two games I'm going to add for your sexy gold. Kentucky's at Texas A&M. College Station is a really tough place to play. But after watching them again against Arkansas last week, Syracuse should have beaten Clemson for the second time in a row. Second year in a row. Syracuse is really good. They'll cover that minus three and a half. Uh, Pittsburgh does not have an offense. So guess what? Syracuse minus three and a half. I love that. Or sorry, uh, Kentucky. Uh, so you get five and a half points. Sorry. So plus five and a half. Okay. That's for Kentucky over Texas A&M. Love that pick. I also like the Patriots. I think the number is actually ten. 
I'm sure they cover that, but just to be safe. Thursday night football. Yeah, I teased it. I teased it by half. Minus nine and a half. That's what I took. Okay. Because I do like that. So, once again, I like Victor's picks, but I am adding Kentucky plus five and a half, and I am adding New England Patriots minus nine and a half. It's 159 times your money. Before we leave, uh, and we'll have, again, we'll, We'll come back on the other side. But this goes back to a time, and I forgot that we had this. It was sent to me on the Internet. Unfortunately, sound-wise, this is going. This was taped externally because we were never given, when we worked at TSN 1050, I wanted to have the actual video because the video was excellent. It was called, it was Poison Something to Belief in. Mm-hmm. And it was really popular. I really thought they should have played it at the time at the ACC. It would have been great. I would have. I, you could play this tonight almost. Obviously, there's a, there's a player or two that's not on this particular sure. squad. But the idea was really cool. So we'll go back to a time when TSN 1050 was a real radio station and actually had ratings. This was the very popular Poisons Something to Belief in. There we go. And how big is your family? Do they work in TV too? <laughs> they need a little poison, as in the rock band poison. This is for the Leaf fans getting ready for the playoffs. In MSG tonight, give me something to believe in. Well, I see them on the TV, just another Saturday night. Sitting with my family, caring for the blue and the white. We may not win the cup this year, but then we're gonna try. Yeah, yeah. Try to go, try to work it into the corner. My whole life for the birds They used to go down to the gardens And after the game for some serves Keon was the greatest player How about Matt Sundin? I'm never gonna give up hope Cause the Leafs are my favorite team I will not change and I don't look back I'll see you in the ACC. Yeah, yeah. Give me something to believe in. Fighting for the Stanley Cup. Give me something to believe in. Just don't ever give up. Give me something to believe in. Let the leaps rise above. Give me something to believe in And tell the doubters I know it's enough Give me something to believe in What? There was Good song Yeah Ter- Terrible team Yeah, wow do karate in the garage? <laughs> Russell's, Russell's nodding his head <laughs> Sometimes you need something to believe in, I guarantee you that will be evident tonight at Scotiabank. Yes. Oh, God, that sounds weird. Russell, once again, happy birthday. Enjoy uh, the opener tonight with your dad. That's a pretty cool thing to do. You'll remember it forever. Trust me. All the picks you had today. Mm. And Joel Bartnick as well. Delicious. It is delicious. Let's get Once again, a short week for us. So we want to wish your families a very... Happy and safe Thanksgiving weekend. Join us back on Tuesday where our guest is going to be the legendary Dieter Brock. One of the best of all time. 
Happy Thanksgiving.